We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this uh, morning. We'll discuss a good bit of Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Lane Kiffin had his uh, lone media op for the week yesterday afternoon. It's around four o'clock, so coverage to you a little later on uh, on that. We'll uh, we'll discuss and a little bit more. So um, I'm sure some other topics will pop up. But that's kind of what's on the, uh, the, the the docket leading into Ole Miss and State Thursday night. There's a notebook from, uh, from Starkville. Make sure our mics are good. Uh, they're good. We good. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, notebook up at RebelGrove.com. Talked to um, hell, I can't remember who I talked to. Talked to players. That's up at rebelgrove.com. Um, who was it? It was Jonathan Mingo, Snoop Connor, and Katie Hill. I'd have to think for a minute. Uh, all that's up at rebelgrove.com. Also, I broke down what Lane Kiffin said, perhaps what he meant. That's up at rebelgrove.com as well. As is a visit with Chance Campbell. Taught the Chance last night around 6. So uh, that's up about 17 minutes or so with uh, with Chance, who's been terrific all season in that I, I, I had a conversation with someone at Ole Miss yesterday about how many players on that roster. This is not a knock on players, but some guys just don't want to do media. Yeah, sure. How how many how many players on that roster could have done as well as he's done with this over the course of the season? And it's a small number. Also, credit to him for showing up every single every single week. time. Win, loss, injured, not. Every, he it was never a problem of knowing if he was going to be there. Or not. Well, and beyond that, and I'm going to write about this some at the end of the season. But beyond that, you know, there've been a couple of times where once he was hurt, once there was a practice change, and then yesterday, you know, he found out kind of late. Hey, the whole practice schedule for the week is completely different. And we had talked about it last Monday before the Vanderbilt game. Hey, look, I know you you might get a curveball thrown at you. Just text me. Let me know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, sure. And he did. You know, he texted and said, "Hey, could you could we do around six? And I was like, "Yes, yeah, six will be fine." Actually, I was like, "Actually, six will be even better." And so there he was. I had to send him a new link. Boom, there he was, six o'clock, All right good. there. Yeah, yeah, and we just a really impressive young man. I mean, I, I've I've talked about this. I'll continue to talk about it. Probably at the end of the season, when I reflect on the season, it's one of the things I'll write about. But he's a really impressive uh, person. I don't know whether 
the NFL is in his future or how long or whatever. But you like his chances in whatever. I like comes. I like Chance Campbell's chances in life. Yeah. Um, some somebody's going to hire a really good employee or he's going to whatever. He'll be he'll have success. He's a really sharp person. I like his family. He's um, I've been really impressed with him. I'm around a lot of people that age at this stage of my life. When people shoot down that generation, I can cite you example after example after example after example where you are utterly full of crap about toughness, about intelligence, about work ethic, about all that stuff. I can cite just like any other generation. I can cite examples and and absolutely. I can cite example after example after example. So he's he's really impressive. Never mind, I'll save that for a little bit. Uh, podcast brought to you by the uh, Oxford Exxon, the Blue Sky location. Remember, Thanksgiving's almost here. you still got time to get them your turkey. If you'd like to take that off your hands, let them handle it for you. They will smoke it there for Thanksgiving. Just uh, take it by the day before. Take any seasonings you want. If you don't want that, they will use their own. It's 25 bucks. Bring it thawed. You don't have time to thaw that puppy. Frankly, if it's not already out in the refrigerator, you're in, you're in trouble by now um, from a turkey standpoint. But, uh Nonetheless, better do uh, it right now. Yeah, you, you you're, you're running tight, so um, do that. Also, we'll still give away one more football helmet this season. Take a selfie when you uh, stop by. Maybe you drop off your turkey. You need to hashtag Blue Sky Rebels, tag the Oxford X sign, and you'll be automatically entered into a chance to win that Ole Miss football helmet. Again, competing from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundreds. That number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey. What Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Burgers, po' boys, appetizers, um, full bar, great beer selection, the whole deal. If you're... Um, hanging out over the weekend, doing some Christmas shopping, want to get away from that, run up to Rafters, enjoy yourself for a minute. A lot of games on on Friday, Saturday, NFL Sunday, of course. All of that at uh, at Rafters. We mentioned a visit with Chance Campbell being up at rebelgrove.com and here on this YouTube channel. That's brought to you by The Rogue. Uh, check out their collegiate collection at The Rogue. A lot of the stuff that you've seen Chance wearing throughout the season uh, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Um, somebody asking about NIL deals with athletes and other sports. It has to be the exact right thing on a number of levels. Um, that's much harder than just grabbing somebody and assuming it's going to work out like Chance Campbell worked out. Um, so, no, at the moment, there is, uh, there's nothing in the works that I'm aware of, at least. Yeah, I did a lot of research on the thing with Chance before we kind of went down that road. and, and It fit. It absolutely fit. Yeah. So no, that's not just you don't just grab player X and go, "Hey, this 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 is going to be awesome." Well, we had actually had somebody that wanted to do a business that wanted to do one with another player and the player didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good thing cuz it would have been a veritable disaster. It would have been a disaster, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew. I said as much. Yeah. Um pregame show coming out later, Neil will handle that. I, I'm I'm as interested in Pete this week as I've been most weeks. Air raid standpoint, things that Lane Kiffin said yesterday regarding how Leach has not necessarily evolved and it's continued to work. It kind of takes a minute usually for his system to be um, successful at every stop he's had, but Will Rogers has been a hell of a point guard. He's done a really good job the last few weeks. 
from a standpoint of getting the ball where it needs to go. And I'll, I'll I mentioned this to Neil. There's a thread on the message board about when Rodgers gets pressure and how you do that and just kind of fans talking. But inside it, there is a, an article linked to USA Football. Seth Galino wrote it about how Washington had really done well under Chris Peterson against Mike Leach and how they were the one school that year after year after year was holding Leach below his averages and everything. So it like in a, the analytic stat as far as an offense operating at peak efficiency, if you will, the three years that they had highlighted, and this included Gardner Minshew as the quarterback for some of it, they had done like 33%, 35%, and 52% or something like that, just had done nothing against Washington. And it's probably what Ole Miss will, to some extent, try to emulate. But I have a little bit of concern, so I'm really curious on Pete. You can, I don't want you to give it away, but I just found this interesting. Is that everybody's doing this whole drop eight thing. Everybody's rushing three, dropping eight, trying to fill passing lanes, but with zone coverage. Because if you run a lot of man state, because they do so many picks across the middle of the field, they'll rub you off the other defensive backs. They'll free up receivers. So it does two things. It, A, eliminates that, and B... It sets up a situation where even if they sit down in a zone, they have to catch it and then get restarted. So they're not moving when they catch the football. Gives you a better chance to tackle them. It takes away some yards after catch. But the key in this, and it was the key in Washington, and it's why I think that this game is fascinating because, frankly, early in the season, Ole Miss wouldn't have had the people to even possibly think about this. You have to get pressure with those three people. The defensive line has to be dynamic. They have to find ways to still protect against the run when that does happen, even though it's not often, but then find ways to disrupt that quarterback with a three-man front. And for Ole Miss, that's been a problem throughout this season. So tackling at that second level and getting any kind of uh, pressure up front, two huge things on Thursday. And I don't know. It's going to be uh, it's going to be kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, Pete talked about the importance of mixing up coverages. <clears throat> you can't just throw one thing at them. They figure it out, and, and they'll pick it apart. I mean, you look at Rodgers – the numbers are incredible, really. We talked about this a couple of times yesterday. 435 for 572. 4,113 yards. The two numbers that really stick out, though, 76% completion. It's more than three out of every four. 34 TDs, and he only thrown eight picks. I mean, that's... He's, tr- been, he's been great. It's remarkable numbers. It's It speaks... I don't know everybody's names. Um, Makai Polk has 88 catches. 88. Marks has 73. Dylan Johnson has 53 coming out of the backfield. He's also their leading rusher. Um, Jaden Wally has 47 catches. Austin Williams has 45. Malik Heath has 33. Yeah, I like Austin Williams a lot. Uh, Jameer Calvin has 25. You've got two guys with 19. Um, Tulu Griffin and Christian Ford. You got a guy with sixteen, a guy with twelve. I mean, they're spreading the ball around. They're they're they're. Um... Here's here's where you know it's system too. Uh, is it Lavertich, the backup quarterback? Sure. He's thirteen of eighteen, hundred seventy nine yards, a TD, no picks. That's seventy two point two percent. Oh wow! I mean, wow. they are they really? are com- they are completing passes, and um. You have to tackle really well. Pete talked about that. The film that we watched was um, – it's really good. It's a film that we watched. He broke it down, kind of how it works, was going up against Georgia last season. And if you remember, Mississippi State gave Georgia some fits last year. 
But boy, the one thing you notice with Georgia is just how freaking athletic they are. Just all over the place. They are the most impressive looking team. Goodness gracious. But um Yeah, you, know, you have to you have to mix it up. You can't you can't just do one thing and they run a lot of routes that are simple route concepts, but it works. And the other thing is that they do it so much, they practice it every day, constantly, that the quarterback develops almost a sixth sense, six sense as to where the receiver's going to be. Like Pete shows one example where he really throws it downfield, middle of the field, um, before the receiver's even made his cut. And he ends up hitting him perfectly. This is a year ago when he was still fairly new. He's even better at that now. Again, I was at their game in Fayetteville. He made some throws in the second half of that game that were remarkably good throws. And I know the the knock on him is he can't go downfield. I'm here to tell you he can. They don't do it a ton, but he does have the ability to do it. And if you don't put pressure on him and you let him just set his feet and throw on platform and make make his reads, he's very quick with his reads. He understands that offense extremely well. He ran a similar offense to that in high school. It's not the same thing, of course. But it wasn't a completely foreign concept to him when he got to Startville. He runs that offense well. He knows where his reads are. And he's one of those guys that, I mean, before he even gets the ball from center, I think he kind of knows where he's going, even if that's the third or the fourth option. And he still goes through his options to get there. You've got to be very disciplined. Chance talked about this yesterday. You have to be very disciplined against them or they'll eat you alive. How shocked are you that it's potentially working? Shocked. It's working shocked. to the state level at least. It's one, sure. of the, it's one of the things that, that Kiffin said yesterday, and I completely agreed with him. The consensus talking to coaches last season, and I know some people around the league, as you know, was that it won't work. The consensus was the, the defensive lines are too good. The linebackers are too fast. The safeties are too fast. It just won't work. And there were times last year where it just didn't work. But it's working. I mean, they lit Auburn up. They lit Auburn up. You go back and watch that game. It was remarkable. They they make a field goal. They they go to overtime against against Arkansas, and who knows where that game goes. Um, They're right there. They're – they're on the cusp of, of being a pretty good team. And, you know, if they can just continue to recruit some defensive players. Then the other thing that Pete said, not to give away all the content, and I'll post it tonight. Last year, Leach sort of stubbornly said, I'm not going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And this year, he's not running it much. Yeah, he ran off Colin Hill last year. Johnson has 75 carries for 397 yards. Marks has 93 carries for 352 yards. The next leading rusher is... Uh, 15 yards. So they have two guys that run the ball. They've run it, I'm doing quick math, 168 times between them. So I wonder how many of those are passes behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm just like versus a traditional run play. But even that, I mean, 168 divided by 11 is not many runs. Mm -hmm. What, 15 runs a game? And that's 155. So yeah, 16. Yeah. You know, they've. <clears throat> Excuse me, they've, they've um, yeah, I guess I could have done a little better math, but I did go to ULM. <laughs> At ULM, I'd gotten credit for that. I only took college algebra three times, so I mean, eventually I learned it. Um, 
I had to have 100 on my college algebra final to get an A, and I by God did it. Did you really? I did. A lot of pressure there because, I mean, you can miss one thing easily. Didn't miss. I, was, I studied my off. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know what they do. You know what they're – it's a big book, but it's compressed in where it's – what Leach has done really well that a lot of other air raid people haven't done well is Leach has made it easy for players to learn. Which will give – But you go fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not thinking. You're not worried about it. Yeah. If you tackle in the middle of the field, it doesn't work. What's been interesting about it is how well they've been able to exploit teams in the, in the league not tackling. I, I think this is relevant a little bit. I think that in some ways it would have worked less in the SEC 10 years ago than it does today. The changes in some of the defenses, the way that the defenses in the SEC have become less physical, more about stopping the pass, some different things. I, it, it almost feels like the right time for it to work better in the league in a way. I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating. And, yeah, I'd have and, to think about that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't argue that. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, whatever. Because, um, <clears throat> I mean, look, State State is last in the country in yards per completion. Now, they throw it a ton, so they have tons of yards, and they do really well at it. And they're efficient at it. It's not even It's not even on an efficiency but it counts on yards after the catch as much as anything else. They average like 9.58 yards per completion. Yeah, 9.6 yards per catch, 7.2 yards per pass. Correct, yes. As opposed to opponents against them, 7.5 yards per uh, pass, but 11.8 yards per catch. They've rushed for 683 yards. They've given up 1,056 yards. I mean, you know what their deal is. They they love to eat clock. They've averaged almost 34 minutes a game. They're 67 of 141 on third down, 7 of 10 on fourth down. Uh, real quick, I know we're live, but I'm sending you a text right now. Yeah. In case you want to check on this with anything, feel free. Okay. Okay. I just sent it to you. I apologize in the stream, but I needed to tell him that right now. Um, oh, yeah. So, anyway, okay. Uh, <clears throat> but you'll get a lot more from Pete than you will from from us on that. But just a couple things that I did to kind of pick out that I thought about from a scouting report standpoint with uh, with Mississippi State again. Egg Bowl on uh, on Thursday for uh, that one. Sorry, we lost our train of thought there for a second on on something. Tell you something else that I'm gonna find it here, and we're not gonna spend any time on this. But a lot of national media. Actually, I, I take that back. We will we'll do this in another segment. I'm. I, I take that. I take that back. We've only got a couple minutes, Neil. And we're not gonna spend much time on this at all. But I'm just kind of curious. And obviously, it did not go well, including especially on uh, on Sunday. But the 90 to 120 second version. Um, what is wrong with the basketball team, and is it re- reparable prior to uh, whatever they have coming up? <clears throat> well, it's a five-game sample size, and I've not seen all five games, so I don't. It's a small sample size. But the one thing I've seen pretty consistently <clears throat> is just a difficulty in scoring, producing buckets, and as it can happen, um, that can translate to the defensive end. You're frustrated about missing a bucket. You don't get back in time. Um, 
you're pressing on defense, but they don't shoot it great consistently. I mean, they didn't shoot it particularly well against Marquette. They didn't shoot it well at all against Boise. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. They're not getting to the line a lot either. Um, My concern on this team, and I said this, I think, I think it was during the first game of that tournament against Marquette. I just question whether they have enough bucket getters. These guys that can go get a basket. Dudes who can go get a basket when they need a basket. And I, I, I'm, 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 I hope I'm wrong because you know I like a lot of the kids on that team. I, I, I question whether they have enough perimeter shooting. It's the same problem, same question I had for them last year. They got guys who can go get a, a mid range jumper. They've got some guys who can get to the basket. Do you have guys who can consistently knock down threes? And and I I don't know that. What, if anything, because again, maybe not, small sample size, but in every game they've had these really bad lulls between maybe the 15-minute mark and the five-minute mark of the second half. Yeah. What, what do you attribute that to potentially? Pressing. Because, I mean, Boise went on a 17-4 run when Ole Miss kind of had the game. Boise has there. a bucket getter. Yeah. And Boise had a big man in the post that had a lot of post moves against a guy that's in the post that's played at a bunch of different places. Look, the league, and the league's really good. I mean, I don't know how much you've watched of the league. Like the kid at Auburn, Jabari Smith Jr. I mean, I've got a 15-year-old upstairs who's plotting ways that he can get on the thunder. <laughs> um, you know, Everybody looks pretty good. I mean, the league's really good. I mean, it's too early to go crazy about stuff, but Kentucky has a load of talent. Arkansas looks good. Look, Georgia played pretty well against Virginia last night. They ended up losing by nine, but they were up at the half and played pretty well. I, and I, they're the worst team in the league. I watched South Carolina against UAB. It was right in here. You saw some of it. I yeah. kind of liked what I saw from them. They looked like a Frank Martin team. I think Conzo's got a good team. Not a great team, but a good team. I, I think wins are going to be hard to come by. And, and the upper half of this league, you know, the, the Kentuckys and Alabamas and Floridas and LSUs and Auburns and Arkansas and Tennessees, they're going to kill each other. Now, their RPI will be fine, so the coaches will – it'll be a mixed bag. When Bruce Pearl, for example, loses to Tennessee, he'll go, well, that sort of sucks, but our RPI is fine yeah, or our sure. net or whatever. I just think there's going to be a lot of really good teams in the league. And so for teams like Ole Miss that have trouble scoring, I have concerns. Yeah. We'll uh, talk a little more football in a second. Just kind of need to get to break. A podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can get local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. I'll have the MPW Digital pregame show to you, hopefully tonight. That's the plan. My plan is to put it in the live stream tonight. So if you're looking for uh, something to watch live tonight, I think I'll have that for you. No promise, but I'm like 90% sure. And um, they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana, dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine, like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, and uh, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. They'll be in Oxford here soon, a couple of weeks, 1737B University Avenue, and they're already in the Jackson area, 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. It's a great place to go watch a game, uh, have a nice meal, have a drink, and um, they have 
tons of TVs and it's a great environment. I think you'll love it. And when you do, please tell them that you uh, appreciate them sponsoring the pregame and postgame show throughout this football season. We're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use. It's a cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, uh, make friends, invite your friends. Uh, payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion uh, of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. It's bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Go to muddywateroutdoors.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, get 35% off all products on the site, the heated uh, jackets and vest. If you don't even have to be a hunter. If you're a someone who's got a, a son or daughter who plays soccer and you're out on these soccer fields in January and February, those are the coldest places on the face of God's earth. Those jackets and vests really work. They'll keep you warm. You'll appreciate it. Again, muddywateroutdoors.com. Uh, backslash, I'm sorry, just promo code Rebel Grove. Uh, Dead Soxy is launching a pre-Black Friday sale. You don't want to miss out. Socks make socking stuffers. In fact, I think Michael sent me something new here just a minute ago. He did. So they're running a uh, BOGO, buy one, get one free. Uh, today through the 29th, which is Monday, I think, use the code BOGO, that's B-O-G-O, to redeem. You got to put both items in your cart before checkout. It applies to all items on the website, bundles and individual socks. There is a catch, only one BOGO per transaction. So if you put six bundles in your cart, it's only going to give you one bundle BOGO. So what you do is uh, there's helpful tips that are on the website. Just use the code for an unlimited number of transactions. Load up your sock wardrobe for the year with this incredible offer from Dead Soxy. Again, deadsoxy.com, promo code B-O-G-O. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. It's the holiday season, lots of parties, that kind of thing. You want to make sure you're prepared, and Game Changer will take care of that for you. It's the uh, only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patch is used before or uh, while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20. Rebel Grove 2-0 for uh, 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see if they're going on this week and every week, including the entire month of December with all the Christmas things that will be uh, taking place. There also will be an a, uh, open house on Black Friday, as always, on the square in downtown Oxford. There Thanksgiving, start your uh, Christmas shopping. If you missed the last one, plenty of things to do, again, throughout December. We'll have more uh, to you regarding Holly Jolly Holiday and different things as uh, the weeks move on. So, again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Um, <clears throat> so, I can't get rid of the cough still. It's killing me. Um, Ross Dellinger tweeted out his story from 2019 about the Egg Bowl and the craziness and things that have happened over the years. Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach both dumbing that down, not making anything a spectacle as far as this game. But I do think – I thought this was relevant as I kind of lean in here a little bit, um, is that he pointed out a, a certain paragraph about Houston Nutt from 2009. We've talked about this. Nutt didn't anticipate how different things would be in Starkville with Ole Miss on his chest versus the Razorback. He took it completely for granted. He had a ton of success – against Mississippi State. He lost in year one and never lost to him again while he was at Arkansas. He went like nine and one, something like that. So 
The paragraph from Ross's story says, Nutt didn't realize the significance of the game until he lost his first Egg Bowl in 2009. The offseason Ole Miss fans, instead of celebrating the Rebels' second straight Cotton Bowl appearance, had egg on their minds. I'm going to get some feed for my horses in Pontotoc, Nutt remembers, and this man says, good win, the Cotton Bowl, but look, you need to beat State. Later that night, went to a restaurant, and woman says, got to beat Mississippi State, coach. She didn't say a word about the Cotton Bowl. It wasn't that. It was that he didn't freaking pay attention. It hadn't. It, it wasn't just about losing the game. It's complete revisionist history. Yes. And I don't necessarily think. I'm not really even putting this on Lane in a way, but I do think it's hard. You almost have to see it to believe it the first time. I don't know that any coach completely understands what that means going into that place. Yeah, I think Freeze... It's a challenge on Thursday night. Freeze kind of knew what was coming. Sure. And Matt, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Matt got two up for that game. Yeah. He did win it his first time over there, though. He did. Well, they had a plan to break the quarterback's leg, and that's... Yeah. Well, they went right for it. I mean, dove right at it. I mean, I mean the you cheap shot on happen. the other leg it's broke right leg. there. I mean, it's right there on the film. He takes a cheap shot on the other leg and breaks this leg. I mean, it was pre-planned and then Breland did the little wave thing right after that play I mean all it was total targeting it was just ridiculous yeah hey Steve uh Houston in 2009 that was a tired team they had played a super emotional game against a rival that he got up for Ole Miss played LSU really well yeah every year but the last year because they no one had throw a shot that, on that out. one. Um, but, you know, they were – I remember that Monday of that week, someone said it to Houston, like, hey, it's different there. And his response was kind of, guys, I've played them ten times. Yeah. And he I got had, this. And he had. I mean, he was right. He was right, but he didn't listen. He didn't he, – Yeah. And I don't, I don't even really know what it means. Like I don't know if you're the coach. Hey, what what do you actually do to get that to the play? Like I I, I don't know. I, I don't even know really tangibly what should be different. I, but I do think there's a bit of culture shock with the coaches when they do it and go, oh shit, yeah, okay. Well, and then so frankly, know, Matt's the most important person on the roster when this comes. Yeah. Well, he knows it. Yeah, uh, he's he, he remembers. There. Yeah. Um, you know, and then last year for both Kiffin and Leach, the game was a COVID game. Stadium was what a third full, half full, mm-hmm. something like that, quarter full, whatever. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. Oh, last year. I just hope everybody was wearing a mask. It's yeah. very important. We should go back on the film actually and make sure that everyone was masked. Um, because man, but you know, this is gonna be the first time that, that Kiffin's experienced that. But now he has been over there with Alabama. Where they get pretty bloodthirsty for that game too. They do. Now See, they're hardly ever competitive during he, those games. But he knows. I think he knows it's going to be different. I mean, they they were ringing the cowbells yesterday at practice. They were doing all that stuff. I don't think there's anything you can do to prepare for the hate and the vitriol. But, but how much of that it matters? None. Just go play the game. I mean. When the game starts, and I, I mean, it's look, just a game if you've ever point. played any sport, like if you ever played in a rivalry you clear game. clear the mechanism. Yeah, I mean, I've played in rivalry games. We hated Neville, and they hated us. But when the game starts, you do start thinking, okay, I got an assignment here. This is I got to check this coverage. 
I get out in the flats here. I've got man here. I take this man. You're not going, oh, my God, that man guy over there yeah, really hates me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I focus. That dude over there. He's- no, you're thinking I've got man for 10 yards, and then I'm supposed to drop into the flat right here. You're thinking about your assignment. I'm, I set the edge here. Oh, this is that play that they run on second down. We've been seeing that. I just don't think it's that big of a thing. I never have. I've always made fun of it. People go, I tell you what, man, the Iron Bowl, throw the record books out. I don't know. The record books pretty much show you that the best team almost always wins. Are there upsets? Sure. <laughs> okay. What? I'm laughing in a comment on the thread. Um, Did I miss one? <clears throat> I mean, probably, if you haven't kind of chuckled. Uh... <laughs> The masseuse was not a fan of the mechanism. That's true, Sammy. That is that is very true. Not as much as is what her name was, though. Kelly Preston. I forget her name on the show. What was her name? Jane. Jane. Yeah. Because he says it like nine times when he's chasing her out of the house after the masseuse. Yeah. Came around. Um, we did tell her the truth. He said, she's my masseuse. I like her. Was it wrong? No. Well, he had invited her down. You're blaming Jane. Absolutely. He Surprise had, visit. He had invited her to come down, and she told him no. They ended the phone call badly. She did not attempt to pick up the phone and say, hey, listen, I've been rethinking this. I actually would like to come see you. The masseuse would not have been there no. had that been the case. No, he would have had the He whole... would have chosen Jane over the masseuse. Yeah. He told her his heart leapt, for God's sake, but he didn't think she was coming. Whatever happens in the next so five minutes. So something else had to leap. Not That's his fault. Totally Jane's fault. He did nothing wrong. It was consensual. He was a little bit of an ass later during his recovery to her. Well, he was that. But she was doing the Adrian thing. She was. She was being a complete nagging bitch at that point. He's a major league pitcher, for God's sake. The one thing that he wants to do is throw the ball. He wants to feel the grip. He has this hand injury because she got him to go do sawing in Colorado, for God's sake. <laughs> what pitcher does that? What do you think the Dodgers would say if Max Scherzer's out? You think the Tigers would have frowned upon that activity yeah. in the offseason? Yeah, you think Casey, what's his name? The, Mize. Casey Mize goes, hey, listen, Skip, I think I'm going to go to Colorado this winter and do some uh, wood tooling with Sharpening circular skates. saws. I think the Tigers would say, no, the hell you're not. But then he gets hurt. So she was just a bastion of negativity at that well, point. Well, he's trying to rehab. Yeah. And he has all these people in his life telling him, hey, man, you know, maybe you ought to think about quitting. To do what? He's a pitcher. He throws baseballs. He's got his own trainer going, hey, man, you know, I think it's kind of done. And he goes back to the apartment, and she's like, you know, we could just go to the mall and go shop. Yeah, he threw her the hell out. Yeah. Frankly, she's lucky that he even gave her another shot because he could have he would have been completely excused at that point to say, you know what, to hell with it. You keep talking about groupies. I'm about to go run through some groupies right now. I'm totally on Billy's team on this. <coughs> okay. We'll probably get some more things that are triggering now. We're just there right now. Avery's fine. We're still early in the show. I mean, just support uh, a little bit. That's all you got to do. You got to say, hey, listen, I know this is frustrating. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through. You're going to get it back. You're going to get it back, and you're going to shove it up the Yankees' ass one day. That's what he wanted to hear. 
Just be on his team. Just be on my team right now. It's a tough time. Be on my team right now. That's what you're here for. You want me to support you and you're writing about like loofahs and stuff? I'm asking you to support me in my attempt to get back to pitching in the major leagues. That's that To me, that's more than fair. Don't do the thing with Adrian. You can't win. You can't beat him. You're going to lose. Get the hell out. Are we in this together or not? Are you on my team or not on my team? Because at some point, you're either on my team or you're on the other team. Call Mike. He's the most important guy for me, person for me right now. And at that moment, he was because he had to fix his hand. She couldn't fix his hand. She could fix like his acne or something, but she couldn't fix his hand. At that moment, he needed his hand fixed. <sighs> Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. I have no way to segue out of that. We'll just talk about Lane in a second. But I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, phone controls, Network security and more. So get the best of none around again. 662-238-3159. Sorry. We're also brought to you by uh, Pinpoint Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate. They're based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in uh, all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. This week's property spotlight is on Paragon Center. In Ridgeland, it's comprised of 150,000 square feet of Class A office space located on Highland College. I'm never going to get a response to that text, by the way, and that's, that is starting to kind of irritate me is uh, it? a little bit. Of uh, Class A office space located on Highland College. It's Colony. a joke, right? What we're told? Yeah. I don't know. Surely, right? Is this the time of year that that would happen? Would you do that I this late? I don't know. It stopped a week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's going to jump off a building if we don't shut up. All right. <laughs> office space on Island Colony Parkway, minutes from the new uh, Costco Walk-On Sports Bistro at I-55. Uh, if you want to learn more about this great opportunity to house your professional office, call Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell at 601-586-3220. We're also brought to you by ACS. That's Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi, Automation Control Systems, LLC, is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation-recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. If you're in need of custom HMI and uh, SCADA solutions or large or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. Um, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. With Christmas now just a month away, it's officially time to start planning for holiday gifting. And our friends at Blue Delta have the perfect gift for the season. Blue Delta has introduced their video gift cards, a gift card with a built-in video screen. It's easy. Head to BlueDeltaJeans.com, purchase a gift card, and Blue Delta will help you record a personalized message and upload to the video card just for you. Supply chain issues will be a problem this Christmas, but those video gift cards are a surefire way to make sure the gifts get delivered. The guys at Blue Delta sent me one of them. It's a great concept. It's a great presentation. It's the perfect gift for a single person or a group of employees. That's BlueDeltaJeans.com. 
to purchase or shoot the guys a DM on social media and they'll get you taken care of. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, so much more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com. We'll keep Graham, Clay, DeWeese, and our team of associates help you out on either side of the home buying or selling process here in Oxford and Lafayette County. They sponsor my 321 football content item. You can click the link inside that every single week. You can click the link in my message board signature and get a great real estate service here in Oxford. Again, I've used them multiple times. You give them a chance as well. That's 662-281-1200, nickstanoxford.com. Nick's Tan and Associates. So, Lane Kiffin yesterday, you've got uh, what he said, what he meant up on the site. We've got notebook. We've got quick hits. We've got the actual quotes. We have plenty regarding his uh, seven minutes of press conference or so yesterday. Still not very long. Um, there's not a lot to say. Well, and he didn't seem to be in the greatest mood. And so it's like, what are you, you, know, you going to ask? Okay, so we'll, like, just, we'll, we'll, we'll jump right in. The question that's annoying everybody. I guess there's two that annoyed some people, but there's one that mostly annoyed people. I, I, I didn't have any issue with him saying it's just a football game. Um, no, it is just a football game. Yeah. I mean, the loser doesn't die. That was not some. He said exactly what I expected him to say with, to that question. Let's put it that and way. I, it was a genuine answer, too. I mean, you know, it's, it's not at the end of the day. It's not that big of a deal. So the question, because I think I think the question is important here too, um, for anybody who's been under a rock prior to uh, prior to this, is was it was it Michael Katz? So it sounded like, but I'm not 100 percent sure on the question about the attendance. Yeah, no, it Who was, was it? Uh, it was the young guy that does some stringing work for for uh, two four seven. The Tower Comas. Yeah, I couldn't think. Okay. Of, I couldn't think okay. of his name. Okay, so apologies to Michael there. Um, young fellow, nice, nice kid. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm just setting up the full context. Mm-hmm. So, the question was, "Hey, Lane, basically, you've been, you know, unhappy. You've mentioned attendance in the past. What are you expecting from attendance in Starkville on Saturday from a visiting standpoint?" Mm. It's a bit of a weird question. It was. It was different in general because yeah. a visiting crowds anywhere are pretty limited. They're not making a ton of impact inside the. <laughs> it was a stringer. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty. Kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah kind of. So, <laughs> this one exists. We know him. Um, <laughs> it was a strange question. So, I'm worried I'm spreading this around now accidentally. Like, I'm, but whatever. It is what it is. In case it happens to be right. Oh, well, I mean, I've kind of gone to official sources on it. And okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I've not done that. I went to some unofficial sources on it and okay. I'm getting laughed out of the place. But anyway. People are telling you it's not true? Well, no, I haven't gotten that. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Because so, if it's not, I need to send a follow-up that goes, never mind. <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> well, I just asked for confirmation <laughs> or denial. And not getting denial is interesting. Not, not getting anything. Unless they're still laughing so hard. And it might be that they're just laughing at me, but. Anyway. 
Okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I, we're, I know we're driving you guys insane. Um, it's the problem when you have no commercial breaks, because otherwise you'd have like four minutes to like deal with some of this and go from there. Well, and actually call. Well, that too. All right. His quote was pretty simple. He says, I don't know that, so I'm not really sure. We didn't travel very well to our own game last week, so hopefully we travel to away games better. Lane has a sarcastic side. He can be pretty humorous at times and be kind of dry. And I think there was a level of humor or jest in his answer, but he was just not in a very good mood. And it did not come off as well as it has in, in, in the, in the Ooh, past. Oh, really? I think you meant it, but I think I think there was also a little bit of kidding in it to a certain extent as huh, well. Okay. That's interesting. Um however, in saying that, this is weeks and weeks and weeks in a row. And my issue with it versus other weeks, and I don't have like some huge issue with it, but I do have an issue with it. And it's mainly because there's no way to fix it. Home games are over. So criticizing the fans, knowing that it has no impact whatsoever on road attendance on Thursday night. Yeah. When the year's over, you went undefeated at home, and you are looking for off-season whatever you're looking for from a fan base, bowl travel, I mean, that's the next one maybe you do or whatever, but it just seemed a weird place to take a shot there. I didn't understand why this week and that that area was that of any times because while I think some weeks have been justified and I think in some ways he is trying to just get as many people there as possible and in his mind, hey, if this makes 500 more people show up because I'm a little bit of an ass, then 500 more people showed up because I'm a little bit of an ass. But last week was a weird sample in a couple different ways. And you've got to understand, frankly, college football attendance. You have to understand Mississippi a little bit. You have to understand Ole Miss a little bit. Yep. Third home game in a row, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, huge problem. Ole Miss's academic calendar is a problem. Unlike a lot of schools, you're out the entire break, the entire week at Ole Miss. Yeah, like my girls had classes Monday and Tuesday. So they had to stay in town over the weekend. Yeah, Caroline came home after classes yesterday. Campbell's coming home today after her class. That's not the case at Ole Miss. Everybody was out on Friday. Frankly, there was like some classes didn't even meet. Like, there's a lot of stuff. So a lot of of kids went home on Thursday of last week. So criticizing student attendance is completely irrelevant. And don't they close the dorms? I don't know. I was asked that, and I didn't have an answer for it. I'm not sure. It, there's so many reasons why that game, it was Vanderbilt. But they do close, like, the, the – the, the, I would assume that a lot of student services would be closed. like meals, yes. places to go get I would assume. food and stuff yes. closes. And so for a lot of kids, I mean, you got to go home. That is my interpretation. And Ole Miss is, what, 50% out of state? Those kids are going home. Yeah. So I don't I'm, – I'm not even blaming students even a little bit. I mean, just – just, just not. But I just thought, or their families who would sometimes come to games to see their kids on the weekend. Please hit the like button, please. I can't tell you yet. Um, nobody has an ability to answer this question, but I'll answer it too. I'm not just putting you on the spot. Is it just about attendance? Is it just about getting as many people in there? Because if it is, why then? Because, look, he wasn't that pissed off about the attendance against Vanderbilt. Sure, he probably would have liked a bigger crowd for Matt Corral, but that wasn't changing anybody's afternoon or night. If you have any logic to the understanding, you get that nobody's selling out against Vanderbilt right now. We can brainstorm through this. I'm I'm going to preface this with, I don't know Lane Kiffin. Yeah, nobody knows. None of us have an answer here. I mean, is it conceivable 
that he thought it was just being funny? I guess. It didn't strike me that way in the room. And I was, you know where I sit. I was, what, 12 feet from him? Maybe a little more than that, 15 feet. It didn't strike me as him saying that. It was an odd question. Normally, when he comes in with something to say, he has talking points. Like when he did the whole Corral might not play against LSU thing, we weren't even going to ask. I think that was a planted question more and more. Um, But he, he, instead of going, hey, I hope so, I hope he plays. Like, I think you could ask about Ben Brown right now, who's already put out on social media that he's out for the year. Hey, do you think Ben's going to play Thursday? He'd say, I hope so. He says that about everyone. And then he'd say, but then again, I hope everyone plays. So, for him to say that yesterday, that was that was a weird question. I don't think uh, the – Hey, it's going to be really loud over there. Hopefully, if many people show up, because if everybody shows up for us, that's one fewer cowbell that's in the place. Next question. Yeah. There's there's ten easy answers to that that is not criticizing attendance when there are no home games remaining. That's the part that I can't let go is no one can fix it. I don't even want to say the thought that comes well, into my I, mind. We both know the thought I mean, that you have in mind. I mean, you know, I mean, I I do have a thought that I'm just reluctant to say because people lose their minds when I say anything along these lines. Although I will say this, and I'm going to say this because it may answer something. This isn't me getting triggered at all. It's just the honest <coughs> truth. Lane Kiffin doesn't need the Miami job to be open to have leverage. He's won nine games and is on the about to play for the opportunity for ten games. He's eighth in the country. The only losses are at Auburn and at Alabama. He has leverage. He beat Texas A&M at home. He beat LSU at home. They went 7-0 and at home. They beat a good Louisville team on a neutral site. Yeah. He's gotten tons of publicity. Um, game day came, it was a big hit. Huge ratings. He doesn't need another job for leverage. So when the people do this thing about, hey, this Miami thing is all Jimmy Sexton, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think it's any Jimmy Sexton. Because I think Jimmy represents Manny. It's not a bullet right now. I don't know where that idea comes from, that this is all Jimmy. Miami going after Lane, in my opinion, and I haven't talked to Keith about this, he wouldn't probably tell me the truth anyway, and he shouldn't. I don't think Miami pursuing Lane Kiffin increases Lane Kiffin's salary next year at Ole Miss one cent. I don't either. I think whatever he makes next year at Ole Miss, if he's the next coach at Ole Miss, is whatever he's earned by going 9-2 and two to this point in the season. I, I totally agree. I, the whole thing about he needs another job for leverage, actually, I don't. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I, my opinion, I could be wrong in a thousand ways. Lane would probably tell me and I'm an idiot, and that's fine. Okay. I think Lane Kiffin being linked to jobs right now hurts Lane Kiffin more than helps him. From coaching Ole with Miss. Who? With from coaching Ole Miss right now in his current position. Elaborate. I'm well, Lane good. a lot of times would say, hey, my name out there is good. There's no bad publicity. Mm-hmm. If I'm linked, I can tell guys, hey, God, everybody wants me. Come play for me, and I can turn that into a recruiting pitch. Sure. But I still have a hard time believing that, that to some level that's not a, a negative with high school recruiting because other programs are just beating that to death. And you've well, that's got true. A, and you've got a book, of, a folder worth of information there. Sure. And then, two – I'm not saying Lane needs to go, oh, God, please, I am here for life. That is not my point. Yeah. But these things combined, and this is getting back to the other question, and I'll answer it here. Okay. For and, and, and I'm talking about your average fan. I'm not talking about your crazy fan. I'm not talking about the person who's invested more than anybody else. I'm just talking about normal people that, that, that I know that are fans. 
the two things combined are Lane Kiffin has become a little bit of a complicated figure because he's winning a lot of football games, he's done a hell of a job, and there's no proof that he can't go into the portal and end up with some top 20 class as far as playmakers on this roster next season. Frankly, he gets the benefit of the doubt until he doesn't. I think you and I both said that yesterday. It's a situation where until Lane screws up somewhere, he's always made it work, so by God, he'll make it work now too. There should be a confidence in the fan base that Lane will figure out a way to put a roster on the field that will, that will do well. He's been telling people since the first day he got here that it's different. I'm going to recruit differently. It's like the NFL. Yep. So he's been telling you, so shut up and let him do it. I mean, that, that deserves all right. I, I completely get that. Sure. However, in saying that, his name is going to come up, and again, something he doesn't even have to do. It's just going to come up with every job because he's cool and popular and good for clicks on the internet. Period. Yeah. However, in saying that, when well, you like, make the comments like yesterday, and you kind of piss off some people about attendance a little bit, at a time when it didn't really make sense, and you've kind of been on and on and on and on. That combined with every job being a thing, every whatever, all this different stuff, him kind of seeming a little pissed off, whatever, I get how the average fan goes, this is not really helping right now. This all looks weird, because it does look weird. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it looks strange. Well, in some ways, it looks like you're paving a path. It looks... Like you're saying, hey... You can get there to leave and then go, God, we just couldn't get it done. Nobody would show up. Yeah. It's what it looks like. It does. Is that completely wrong? Maybe. I have no idea. Yeah. Listen... But there were problems all around the country in attendance over the weekend. And Lane Kiffin's the only person I see making a big deal out of it to the fan base. I mean, Alabama... Has won what ten of the last six national titles or whatever? I mean, they've 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 got a Heisman candidate. They're second or third in the country. They're playing a top twenty-five team at home, and there were tons of empty seats. Ohio State had a hard time with Michigan State. Yeah, it up. That was fifth versus seven in the in the rankings. I mean, look at like LSU against ULM the other night. Night game in Baton Rouge. That place was half full, if that. What we heard had has zero to do with Matt Corral. I will give you. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. It has nothing to do with. Tennessee. And it has nothing to do with Lane Kiffin. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Look, there's a middle ground here. Lane has done a really good job of implementing some Saban smart type things. Of hey, I'm the CEO of my program. I'm not going to get bogged down in a bunch of booster crap. I'm not going to get bogged down with who's coming to practice. I'm not going to do all those things. He, he's done a really good job and he's transformed some things inside the program from that point. And I don't <clears throat> when people criticize anything, I don't think that's what they're criticizing. I don't think everybody goes, no, I got, I want all the access in the world. I mean, there's a few, I'm sure, but that's not the general thought. The general thought, if Lane's had a problem, I've talked to some buddies about this, including a couple that know him a little bit, is you can not go that far while also just acting like you're committed to the place. And I don't mean I'm going to stay forever. I mean just the environment and the atmosphere of the university, of the town, of the school, of the program, of the whole thing. You can just kind of be there, if you will. I mean, I thought it, you wrote it. I thought it was a kind of a, I mean, as much as he didn't want to do it, I'm sure. I mean, he lighting the Christmas lights, good thing. Little things that just sure. kind of ingratiate you inside the community a little bit and give you some whatever. I mean... Dan Mullen couldn't have given two dams about Mississippi State. And he was never staying forever, and he tried to get every job imaginable. But he did a hell of a job yeah. at 
com- it acting as part of the community. And I'm not saying you go that far, but I do think when you just hammer and hammer and hammer this attendance thing, especially now where it can't be repaired, it poses a little bit of a weird thing no, it, to where you've got to win like crazy. Like, look, does, Nab- does Saban love all the Tuscaloosa people? No. He does a little more than Lane does. but Yeah, the, the, the tornado changed it Saban. Did. It did. For sure. And he wins, though, to a level that, frankly, it's like that list a couple days ago. Those are the schools where if you win at that level, you can be a hermit and never come out and nobody will ever say a word. Sure. But if you're operating anywhere else less than that, you've got to play the game a little bit. And he hasn't played the game very well. Yeah, and Saban does some things in Tuscaloosa that have roots. He has his foundation. He's been better. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, he does some things. Um, And I think his wife's involved in the community to a to a degree. Um. I just thought it was out of touch. I thought it was out of touch. Yeah. I did. I thought it was um I thought it was tone deaf. That's what I thought. Yeah. And um he might be tone deaf. I don't I don't know that he has any Or knows and doesn't care. Or he doesn't care. But either way, you might want to work on it. Cause it's a weird it's a weird place to take that shot. I mean just Again, you're not building toward anything. Well, I mean, and just nine days earlier, they'd packed it for Texas A&M and been impactful. Well, and he criticized them that night. He said A&M didn't have to use You weren't loud enough. You weren't this enough. And I've heard people say, hey, it's good to great and all that stuff. You know, I think you can coach your players one way. You got a carrot and stick a little bit. You got it. There's never a carrot. You got to use a little. I get wins or carrots. I don't. Yeah, but you got to use a little different approach with the paying customer. I mean, you can go in the locker room and yell, and yell at the players. Yelling at the yelling at the fans is a different deal. And he didn't yell, but you know what I'm saying. I, I thought it was off-putting. I've been pretty complimentary of Kiffin for two years, and I still am. He's done a hell of a job. I mean, look at where they are, but that was a weird spot. To not have the ability to go, well, it was Vanderbilt. We were a 36-and-a-half-point favorite. It was Thanksgiving. The flu's going around. It is on TV. It is expensive. I mean, I made a post on the message board yesterday because I went and did the math on what it costs for us to go up to Fayetteville for a weekend, a family yeah. of five to go to a game, about 2300 bucks. And someone came back and said, you probably would cost you more than that here because the hotels are more expensive. And they're right. And I don't know how many people can do that weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. Well, not many. No, the hotels are astronomical here. You know, and so if you don't have a place up here, and if you do have a place up here, you're paying a mortgage or whatever on that. I mean, it's expensive. Gas is expensive. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but kind of hurts to go to the pump these days. Food's expensive. Restaurants are expensive. I met a friend on uh, Sunday morning at First Watch at 930. At ten thirty, we finally left. Yeah, you couldn't get in. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's no service. There's 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 like a shortage of of servers and things. It's difficult right now. Traveling is not as convenient as it was pre pandemic. That's not a political statement. That's fact. I don't know. Just to come back with that, and it's also not really understanding that where you are in, and I, I, you and I talked about this before we started. We always laugh at people, and we both love Oxford. 
probably for different reasons, but we like Oxford. Sure. But if you only come up here five to seven weekends a year, and it's those, yeah. and you hang in the Grove, and you go to the square, and then you take off on Sunday to head back to wherever you live, you don't really know Oxford. You don't really see it. And sometimes I think Lane's one of those guys. Like I think if you were to ask Lane, have you been to X? Have you been to y? the answer would be no. He hasn't really been anywhere, and he certainly hasn't driven fifteen minutes to Water Valley, or twenty minutes to Batesville, or thirty minutes to Holly Springs. The most he's been around has been whatever the road trip stuff has been over the course, yeah. and those have been limited because of the pandemic. Yeah, been and so calm, I don't I, maybe just a little out of touch with what exactly he's inheriting, what exactly he's working with, and then you throw in the. What we've talked about ad nauseum, which is people's attendance patterns changed during the pandemic. There were a lot of people, I won't belabor this, but there were a lot of people who had always come to games and never stayed home, who stayed home for a year and went, this is cool. Because I've talked to some of them, and I'm sure you, if I've talked to some of them, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just thought it was a weird spot. And it made me wonder, in the midst of all the rumors, because I don't think the guy, I don't think the guy in, in Miami made that up. Well, because he's he's double down and triple down and whatever. You know, I don't think he goes. You know, it would be great for some clicks today. Is I'll say Lane Kiffin's really really interested in the Miami job. I mean, canesport.com had a similar comment in their story about Manny Diaz yesterday. Yeah. And I mean. I don't think those people are making. They're at least tied in there. I'm not going much farther. I don't think they're making it up. Like last year, this Kiffin interested in Auburn rumors. That was not Jimmy Sexton. Mm -mm. Jimmy had no incentive to do that. Jimmy wasn't trying to get Lane Kiffin to Auburn after one season at Ole Miss. He just wasn't. No. You can believe that or not believe it. It's up to you. I don't. It's, I, I honestly don't care. I, I know it. I bet I'd he bet, did not think that would be good for Lane. On a scale of one to one hundred, with one hundred being absolute certain, I would go to one hundred. Yeah, it's not what he was trying to do. So people say, "Well, where does it come from? Well, who else do you think it comes from?" I think there's a certain degree of he likes to put his name out there. Is it valid? And then there are people, in fairness to Lane, there are people like Dennis Dodd who are click-based who write stories about Lane Kiffin to Florida because it's going to get clicks. Yeah. I asked Andy Staples today, do you put any stock at all into Lane to Florida? And he said, I don't think so. And he would know. And Andy would know. Is not working for a click-based deal. Yeah. Is one of the best sports writers in the country. Yeah. Doesn't make me – stop, stop, don't say stop. One of the best sports writers in the country – you know what I was thinking just then, but yep. yeah, but I didn't. And and he 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 said no. And if Lane's on the list at LSU, and for the record, I don't think he is. He's way down the list. And I think Manny Diaz is going to survive. It looks this moment. It looks like it. I mean, it's what Gary Furman rival said, and again, yeah. he. I'm and he, I talked to Gary yesterday. Did you? Yeah, he wasn't. He was. He was very pleasant. He was very nice. And he knows people in Miami, for God's sake. Yeah, Gary's pretty plugged He's in. He's been around there a while. And so, you know, when you, you talk to people down there, and all you can do is ask. 
I always love the criticism of you're just trying to get clicks. That's why I've yet to tweet or heard about it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Come on. None of that stuff got either put on the front page or Twitter. It stayed completely. Yeah, I've not. Couldn't have hit it more, actually. <laughs> yeah, we just. Didn't even, like, create the landing page like we do with the War Room. No. So we go, hey, head inside. <laughs> got some scoop. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Neil's scoop, colon. Nope. Nope. Didn't. It literally used the word rumor three times. Did you? Yeah. But I don't, I, I, but I'll tell you, I, I don't believe that it's Lane's representation putting out that. Because Lane doesn't need another school right now to be bidding for him. For him to, he's going to get a raise. Zero. He's going to get a raise. Now, they might have a, a hold-up, and I'm guessing here at some point, they might have a hold-up as to buyout language and things of that nature. Because I'm going to guess Lane would like the buyout to be a lot lower than what Ole Miss would like the buyout to be. But that's what agents and stuff are for. And, but this, this Well, that's a good point. If he didn't like the attendance here, he's going to hate the attendance at Miami. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff out there right now. But I, the whole idea that agents are the ones that push all of this. I mean, I know another agent that's out there that they don't push anything ever. I mean, a lot of agents are super buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Just not, not the way it works. I get sponsored by Manscaped. And society has changed. I mean, yeah, a lot of people just go, man. The picking and choosing is a thing. Uh, thanks to a couple of people real quick. I just saw these. My eye caught them. Um, Kyle Wilson, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Um, Kenneth Morgan says the Kiffin is upset about attendance here. He'll lose it at Miami. I can't remember the last time I saw a sellout there. Absolutely. Off-campus venue. Kiffin has some really- Again, Miami made a huge deal out of the fact they were raising $30 million. Yeah, he's got friends down there who want him. Okay? That's well, yeah, fact. Sure. That's fact. Warren Sapp would love Lane Warren Kiffin Sapp to be the head would, coach yes. of Miami. Yeah, and, and Warren Sapp right now will have zero impact on on who makes that hire. Um, who's the rapper? Luther Campbell? Yeah. Uh, he would love for Lane Kiffin to be the, the coach at Miami. Yeah, sure. Luther Campbell probably tight. won't have – Yeah, they're, they're tight. He probably won't have any impact on who Miami hires. Miami right now doesn't have an AD. Now, there are a couple of candidates for that job who have Lane Kiffin ties. But and, – and look, Slater is not the, only, not the only person down there. As you said, Gary Furman's saying it. And other people besides them that are saying Lane Kiffin wants the job. I don't know what that means. Well, at this moment, I don't think the job's open. But I don't think the job's open to go want. I just kind of catch myself sometimes like telling people, just relax a little. It's, it, at the end of the day, you can't do anything about it, but it does, in light of that, make you wonder, why, why would you say that? What's the point? What, what could you gain from that? You don't have another home game for, what, 10 months? 9, 10 months? 
What's what's the point? To get more people to travel to a bowl game? They're going to travel to a bowl game. Yeah. You win, there'll be plenty of Ole Miss people in New Orleans. Yeah, if Ole Miss is in New Orleans, you'll take a ton of people. If Ole Miss is in Atlanta, you will take a ton of people. Yeah. Also, Miami, if they're only if they're having to raise thirty million dollars for their football program, they don't want to spend half that in buyouts. They no, don't have the money. No, I mean, I, not saying they can't pay a salary, but yeah. that's different than spending your fundraising on buyouts. Yeah, I mean, I had someone tell me yesterday that money won't be an issue down there when when the time comes, but that you know, thought that the buyout money would probably have to be privately raised, whether it's Kiffin or whoever down the road. The one to watch this weekend, by the way, is LSU. In what way? LSU plays their final game of the regular season on Saturday against Texas A&M. The coach on the other sideline will be Jimbo Fisher. I mean, I've had people connected to LSU say, if Jimbo gets on the bus to go home, it's over. And Jimbo's going to get on the bus and go home. Yeah, come on. So it's not going to be Jimbo. I think they're going to make an offer to Lincoln Riley. So if Bedlam goes one way, Lincoln Riley's regular season's over. If Oklahoma wins, he can kick that can down the road and create a week of chaos. Because I do think Billy Napier will wait to see what happens with LSU. There's some renewed Matt Campbell rumor stuff at LSU. Um, You hear a lot of Napier at Florida. That's what's interesting is Florida just got started, and I don't really know who else is on their list. Andy Staples had a story out today about Jamie Chadwell that sort of intimated that Chadwell's likely gone after Coastal's regular season is over. Yeah. But I still think LSU's the one to watch. It's the premier job that is definitely open. And then the other one to watch is at Auburn. Whatever happened. Washington, Harson, all that Although stuff. Although I saw some people from Mayo.com yesterday reporting that Harson was down the list more at Washington than really? he was initially assumed. Yeah. That deal, some people need to sit down. If if, if he's going to stay there, some people need to sit down and work it out. Yeah. They need to come to a little better place. Yeah. <clears throat> Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery. That's johnsonhillcreamery.com right there off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. Stop in and see the different things they have as offerings to you. I mean, it's a local cheese shop that makes all their cheese in-house. You can get artisanal cheese trays, charcuterie trays, and plenty of add-on items that are fantastic as well. Those include some pepper jelly, spiced honey, uh, spiced feta dip, and much, much more there at Johnson Hill. So go to the website, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Go to the current menu. You see all the different options. You can check out the cheeses they have, what they compare it to, prices, and much more. So again, uh, catering, it's still as well, obviously, tailgate's over for the year, but you can still get it catered also. JohnsonHillCreamery.com, there off Molly Bar in Oxford. <laughs> uh, we're also brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area, uh, one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood. You can also go to CollegeCornerStore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. It's uh, MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. Uh, John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated. John sent me a list yesterday. I I need to pull that up. I'll have it. 
I'll give it later. There's a lot of places in Europe that are starting to open. Let's see if I can find that quickly. You know what? Remind me to come back to that. Okay. Because uh, he sent me some good stuff. I can allow myself to find it. I've got to get more organized, Chase. I thought I was really organized today. And now not so much. Well, the the intention was to be organized. Cramming three days of stuff into one day was somewhat consuming. I'll tell you about more about what's open later. We'll bring that to you later in the week. But here's what you need to know. If you have some ideas to travel, especially if you're thinking about going to Europe or something like that, where things are a little complicated in some countries and there's different vaccine mandates and there's different rules and regulations, John knows all of it. He's staying totally on top of it. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And then sit back and he will give you options. It's uh, J Edwards at RegencyTravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also uh, brought to you by OPA. It's on the square in Oxford. Uh, Euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, uh, handcrafted cocktails, an amazing candlelit patio and more. 306 South Lamar in Oxford. I'll have a uh, mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Condos, land, commercial, residential, and family homes. 662-567-2573. 662-842-3844. We've already started working on picks for Thursday. They're uh, brought to you by Service Specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. If uh, you're looking to relocate to Mississippi, if you're wanting to keep your search private, if you're a prospective employer that's looking for strong candidates, you need to get in touch with service specialists. They always have names and resumes for your perusal. They always know about jobs that are open that are not necessarily advertised. ServiceSpecialistLTD.com or 662-832-5138. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties. Uh, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha, the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. Spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts, accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. You can go back to John here in a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. i got, I got to find that. Yeah, you're fine. Um... Doug Jones passed away, long-time reliever uh, yeah. yesterday. He was 64 years old, five-time All-Star. I met him once. Really? Mm-hmm. What, during his playing days? Or yeah, some other point? he was playing for the Cubs. Oh, he played for the Cubs? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't realize that. When was that? Who? when was that? That was... Uh, he pitched 16 mid, seasons. Mid-90s. Cleveland, Houston, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Cubs, Milwaukee, and Oakland. Had two stints with the Indians. Early to mid-90s? They were in Houston. Had a career out 43 saves for the Indians in 1990. In 2001, he was selected, to the team, selected as one of the team's top 100 players of uh, of all time. So, retired in 2000. I kind of remember him a little bit. From, uh, kind of big guy. Had the... Mustache and all the facial, yeah, all hair, facial so. hair. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like central casting, frankly, from the era as far as what a relief yeah. pitcher sort of looks like. Looked like a closer, like in major league or something. Yeah, uh, he was with the Cubs one season <clears> in nineteen ninety six. <throat> Debuted in eighty two, retired in two thousand. 
Here's some examples about what I was telling you about, John. Mm-hmm. Like Austria, the country just closed until December the 13th. In Great Britain, um, if you're vaccinated, it's okay. There's a 10-day quarantine if you're not. In France, it's a seven-day quarantine if you're not. In Germany, you can be unvaxxed, but you have to have a negative COVID test. you got to make sure you know where to go to get one of those when you get to Germany. Uh, Spain, same thing. Uh, Italy, same thing unless you're unvaxxed, which is a five-day quarantine. The point of this is not to get into a vaccination discussion. The point is if you're thinking about traveling to Europe, you don't need to be putting this on yourself. You need to go through somebody who can help you through all of those procedures and such. Um, like right now, the CDC order through January 26th of 2021, all air passengers entering the U.S. require a negative COVID test. Um, so, you know, you got to know where to go get that, when to get that. Extra, extra complications that go. Yeah, so it's worth it to get in touch with John. J. Edwards at RegencyTravel.net. Um, Saints and Taysom Hill have uh, agreed to one of the, this is from Mike Triplett, league's most unique contract extensions. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter the Hill's new deal will pay him $40 million over the next four years if he remains in his current role, which serves as backup quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, as well as being a special teams player. However, the deal can be worth up to $95 million if he ever becomes the Saints' starting quarterback over the course of the next uh, four years. So essentially two different uh, two different deals there. He has $22.5 million in guarantees for the uh, the 31-year-old. I'm kind of out right now. It's a weird transitional time with the uh, the Saints. Is Garth Brooks still a big deal? I mean, what way? Like for concert goers? Oh, his concerts still sell out in minutes, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't do a ton, and when he does them, no, they're, yeah, I mean. I mean, you can get tickets. It's not like it's impossible to get in, but yeah, no, he's going to sell out anywhere he goes. Okay. Why? Well, I, I was checking my mail just then because the Edwards thing, I was putting it back in my new mail. And because I've bought basketball tickets at Arkansas, I got the Arkansas oh. thing. He's got a concert at um, Razorback Stadium April 23rd. Tickets go on sale Friday, December the 3rd. Okay. Yeah, I know it'll sell out. Yeah, he does. Tickets, he does, he does tickets $95 each, which seems seems reasonable. Seems low, actually, yeah, right? For, I mean, I would assume. I mean, he's been doing it a while, but <coughs> who's with him? Uh, who's on the Brooks tour? I think I just deleted. Um, let me see if I can find that. See if it even says. It says, um, doesn't say. Doesn't say? No. Yeah. Stadium tour is what it's called. Actually, yeah. when you go to GarthBrooks.com, Razorback Stadium is the thing that pops up. I guess it was just announced. Okay. How about yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Presented by Amazon Music. I wonder what their... First time in Arkansas in over seven years. I wonder what their vaccine thing will be. Arkansas is pretty wide open. And it's the only appearance Amazon's in 2022 not. for Arkansas and Oklahoma. Oh, is that right? What it says. He's from Oklahoma, right? I believe that is correct. You never know where we're going to go with this particular podcast. So, like, the one ticket just gets you whatever's available, but somewhere inside the stadium? Is that what I'm getting here? Um, <laughs> You planning to go? No, I'm just curious. Okay. Like, there's uh, just one set price no matter what? It says, uh, no advance box office sales, all seats reserved, public ticket prices, $94.95, total price inclusive, 
of taxes and fees. Okay. No big deal. Just curious. Yeah, they'll put, what, 100,000 people in there for that? As many as they can get. I mean, yeah, yeah whatever that looks like. Because you can put people down on the field and stuff is my point. Yeah, they've had to cancel some shows, but this was actually a tour that started in early 2019, and it's just kind of been sporadic ever uh, ever since then. It's kind of what, a week after a likely spring game sort of a kind of deal? Yeah. Um, what What's the date on this? April 23rd. Okay, so at, as of now, it's the first one announced in the U.S. for, 2020, for 2022. Um, yeah, Saturday, April the 23rd at 7. Okay. So I'll get your tickets. I'll get you a Christmas present. You can get your cowboy hat and head up there. You got a cowboy hat? I don't. You don't want one? I don't. I've always kind of wanted one. Just for the sheer hell of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen says she's been in twice in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, he gets big crowds everywhere, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Isn't yeah. he the one that's known for, like, great shows? Yeah, he's an entertainer. Gives you all, yeah, gives yeah, you yeah. all that he's got. Well, stuff. he also knows the score. He might hit like a couple, like sort of newer thing, but like you don't have to worry about going to a Garth concert and knowing like you're not going to get friends in low places or he's not going to play the hits. Like he's gonna, he knows why you're there. He wants those songs. You're going to get those songs over the course of the night. Because like you hate the artist when you go to the concert. He goes, I'm going to play the new album. No, tonight. no, no, no. Like, play no. the stuff that we've heard. I want to yeah. sing along. Right. Yeah. This is not show and tell. This is not where you get to do that. No, 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 no. They're saying that that's what he's known for. All the tickets are the same price. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I used to have kind of a country shirt, and Jeffrey and Chase made so much fun of it that I got rid of it. It was, uh, yeah, your cowboy shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, looked like he was going to be the front man for Rascal Flats. Was, was, I know. was what that kind of looked like. You wore it during that... Uh, <laughs> Weekend preview thing. We used to oh, do yeah. whatever Y'all it was just called. Absolutely mm-hmm. harassed me. It was like three, three, three something. I don't, what was it called? I don't remember. Three up, three down, three, three, three. What was it? There are things that I try to block from my memory, and I'm good at it, and I couldn't begin to tell you. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for today. We appreciate you guys, the patience when we had conversations with ourselves um, while you guys were in the stream. We'll update you if that actually comes to anything of relevance. And uh, on the message board, and it will be all over the internet if so. But again, no Lane Kiffin. No oh. crowd, you're fine. <laughs> uh, you're making it a bigger deal than. I guess it is a potentially big deal. I mean, it's not nothing. No, it's not nothing. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, check rebelgrove.com in the meantime. Probably refresh every like eight minutes just in case. Um, and if we get denials, we'll tell you then too. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll talk we're going to gonna put out on the yeah. side a denial about a rumor. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I might have to now. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.